BetMGM tonight, PJ Glasser, Sean Levine. We are with you until 11 o'clock Eastern time. Game five between the Heat and the Celtics. Eastern Conference Finals. It's been all Boston from start to with two minutes to go in the third quarter. They lead 84 to 65. 16 and a half point favorites on the live line. Money line not even available. Over under 209 and a half. Now it is. Boston is minus 10,000 and Miami 15 to 1 if you like them to come back. Vegas and Dallas tied up at two in the Western Conference Final. With a win, the Vegas Golden Knights would advance to play the Florida Panthers. I believe they said that that would start on the 31st if Vegas does win tonight. And then over in Major League Baseball, Orioles up 3 to 1 on the New York Yankees in the ninth inning. Braves up 8 to 5 on the Phillies, Mets 10 to 1 on the Cubs, Giants 5 nothing on the Brewers and the Athletics up 2 to 1 on the Seattle Mariners. So there you go. Mariners got one run in the bottom of the 1st and uh now they're back to being minus 165. Only a matter of time, Sean. Only a matter of time before the A's start doing A's type things. I told you they would get caught by the fifth. I don't know. Maybe they'll get caught by the second. And look at your Orioles, man. The Orioles, the big comeback win yesterday, another win today. I scoffed earlier when we did our World Series draft that you actually took them as a team that has a real chance to win the World Series. But look, the more they keep winning, the deeper we get into this season. And you know what would really put my antenna up with the Orioles, and I think a lot of other people's, if they actually catch the Rays. Because everybody's been talking about the Rays this entire season and how good they've been at home and their run differential. And they won 20 of their first 23 games, whatever it was. If Baltimore catches them, I think that's going to open a lot of eyes. It definitely will. I know that right now they are uh... – the Yankees are, are, are threatening. I got the TV over here to the side. They were up 3 nothing to start the ninth, and now the Yankees just had an extra base hit. So they're making it uh, they're making it interesting, but it's a 3-1 game in the ninth inning. So hopefully they can hang on. Let's talk some John Morant, though, here, Sean, because uh, he's obviously been in, in the news for, for not the right reasons. And the police in Tennessee had to conduct a welfare check on Ja because – he had some cryptic messages on his Instagram story account Wednesday. Officials told TMZ that he is just taking a break from his social media account. And earlier Wednesday, Morant posted and then deleted messages and pictures to social media saying, love you, Ma, love you, Pops, and uh, and you the greatest baby girl. But he's fine. Everything is okay. But uh, Kyrie Irving had something to say about uh, needing support, John Morant needing some support. Even today with Ja, like, and, and it's not even a situation. It, it's, it's somebody's life that is very fragile that needs to be taken care of and nurtured. A lot of us black men and women, a lot of us white men and women, a lot of us red men and women, a lot of us yellow men and women, whatever color you are, whatever creed, whatever religion you are, a lot of us need nurturing. We need the nurturing. Like the nurturing of maternal and paternal instincts that we get from our mom and my dad you know our moms and our dads or our grandparents we need to normalize family time we need to normalize taking off technology the veil of technology stop letting technology control your minds stop letting this do that go out in the sun ground yourself learn what peace of mind actually means and pray to god 
I mean, that, there's some sound right there from uh, from Kyrie Irving on on John Morant giving his thoughts. Interesting stuff there, Sean. I, look, man, I'm just this turn of events with John Morant and his career really is just is shocking. Going back to his days in college at Murray State. I, I just, I mean, what a player he was, but just a stand-up guy, too. Everybody loved him his first couple of years in Memphis, and then recently here, obviously, just just has not been great. But what do you make, kind of, for Morant's future moving forward? What do you make of the state of the Grizzlies? Like, are, are, they, in, are they in real trouble here next season, the next few years? Is this a team you're looking to get involved with at all in the betting market? What are your thoughts on Ja and the Grizzlies moving forward? Well, first of all, I'm definitely glad we got to hear from the philosopher that is Kyrie Irving and his deep thoughts there. And I'll admit that some of that stuff he was right about, at least from my opinion, like when he was talking about let go of the technology and all that, and then he lost me like he usually does, that guy. Anyway, a whole other story for another day. As far as John Morant goes, obviously we all – you have to separate what's going on off the court with how good of a player he is and how funny he is to watch on the court, right? Like off the court – we all, you know, prayers up. Like, hopefully he gets it right. He's too fun to watch. He's too young. He, just, he needs to get that side of things right before he can get the professional, the basketball side of things right. And I pray that he does, and I think that he will. It sounds like he's got some good people in his corner. But the basketball side of things, yo, they need John Morant, the Grizzlies. Like, they're 18-1 to 1 to win the finals. If the odds makers knew that John Morant was going to be on the court the whole season and healthy, let's not pretend like the Grizzlies, I mean, they were they were competitive to be a championship contender the entire season, and you would think they're only get better. So not only are they going to start the season in all likelihood without, without John Morant, we know they're not going to have Dylan Brooks. I mean, you're talking about a roster with Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, Tillman, Kennard, Jones. Like, you're going to need some top-end talent there. So we all hope that John Morant gets the off-the-court stuff right. For the Memphis side of things, they need him on the court. Hundred percent. They're plus nineteen hundred right now in the uh, in the futures and and offshore right now to uh, to win the NBA Finals for next season. I just I can't see myself getting involved with this team. And remember, Jock kind of did it to himself too when he was interviewed and he said, "Who do you look at in the West?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm good in the West. I'm just worried about the Celtics." Well. Okay, Ja, I don't, I don't know about all that. Denver looks like they're going to be around for a while. We've already talked about Oklahoma City. We know San Antonio, if they just get one other guy to come with Wembenyama, I mean, they're going to be really good. I know that there are rumblings and people want to make something of LeBron retiring. LeBron's not retiring. So LeBron's no. coming back. And then Phoenix still has Booker and Durant. Um, so I, there's just I, I can't get involved with Memphis. I can't get involved with Memphis. I don't even know if they make it past the first round next year, Sean. I think they're just going to be one of these teams that we see in the NBA. Very good regular season team. Win low 50s kinds of games every year, but they're never a serious threat to win the finals. And, I mean, you didn't even bring up Sacramento, who was really good True. this year, the Clippers, yeah. who have plenty of talent when they actually you know play basketball. I'm with you, though. With Memphis, it feels like they're probably never going to get to where they could, if that makes sense. Like, they were a team a couple of years ago that was really fun to watch, really likable on the rise. This is when Dylan Brooks wasn't the most hated player in the league, right? And this is before John Morant was getting in all the public trouble. I'm talking about a couple of seasons ago. And then we had expectations for them heading into this year. And by and large, they lived up to them. Maybe even overachieved. 
But now with Dylan Brooks gone and with John Morant having all the issues, what free agent's going to go there? And that's always been the problem anyway with Memphis, the third smallest market in the entire NBA. You have to draft right, which they have. But at some point, you got to lure a fish. You got to get somebody to go there. And historically, nobody really has. So I'm with you. It feels like if Ja doesn't get it right, Memphis is never going to get it right. No, I agree. And Kyrie Irving, obviously, who we heard from, people are wondering where he's going to play next year. Yo, God obviously, help me if Lakers... he ends up at Memphis. Oh, oh goodness gracious. Could I know that's not the imagine? conversation we're having, but that's the last thing that team – you know where he needs to go? What what's what's the team that we just get the least coverage about? You think like that just nobody talks about Orlando, the the Hornets, the Hornets, the Hornets. Send him to the Charlotte. Then the Hornets are the only team. This is a good trivia question, by the way. The Hornets are the only team that has not played on Christmas Day yet in the NBA. Really? Yes. So that's I, that's impressive I, or unimpressive. Is, yeah. So I would think I would think it's them. Gosh, could you imagine him going to Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert? That'd be something. Well, we saw him with it's it's almost hard to fathom, even though this is just last year, that the Nets had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all in the same locker room. Like if you want to talk about three of the biggest pain in the backside, three of the biggest <laughs> Like, what's going on game to game? What are they thinking? What crazy theories do they have? Do they really care about basketball? Do they care about each other? The fact that they even made it work, kind of, sort of. And now that I think about it, they didn't. That was never going to work. Who thought that was a good idea? It's a a good question. Somebody's. What about Kyrie to the Spurs? If you're the Spurs, do you take a shot at that with Wen Binyama, or you just don't even give yourself the headache? So you've got this fresh, you're asking me this, you got this fresh young talent that we're saying could be the next LeBron James. And do I want to bring in maybe the biggest cancer that we've seen in the last decade for NBA teams? I mean, when's the last time that he went somewhere and didn't just completely destroy at least, maybe like, maybe that's a little strong. I was going to say destroy the cultures. I think about like Boston and when he left, it wasn't that bad. But right. when's the last time that he left when a fan base didn't absolutely despise him? No, I want nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. Probably Cleveland, I would say, just because he won him that ring. Cavs fans take Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but he won him that ring. So there there is a place in their heart that they do like him. I know, and you're right about that. And that's always upset me a little bit because I've always really kind of been anti-Kyrie Irving. And it's like, damn it, he did hit that shot. He did get that ring. So he's always going to have that one. But. I guarantee if you ask any real Cavs fan or Brooklyn fan or Dallas fan or anywhere that that guy has ever played basketball, they'll tell, they'll tell you they're ready to give you their Kyrie jersey. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right about that. Kyrie also gave his thoughts and uh, talked about his upcoming free agency and, and his thoughts. Stop mentioning me on Twitters. All y'all fan bases, stop mentioning me right now, please. It is still the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Like, or excuse me, Denver's going to the finals. You know, we're still waiting for Boston and Miami. Can y'all please leave me out of this? Please, can I just be with my family in peace? Y'all got people at my dinner table discussing what my free agency plans are. <laughs> stop that. Y'all think it's funny, but please stop that. Sean, like, if, if you're a fan of a team, how could you want him on your – like, just another reason, another soundbite he gives you to be – why? Like, why? 
Have you heard the one about Kyrie Irving? He walks into a hardware store and he asks the employee at the front, he goes, show me the biggest tool in the entire store. And the employee Point hands himself. him a mirror. I mean, he gives him a mirror. He's like, dude, come yeah. on. What a tool this guy is. And look, as a basketball player, wildly overrated. Does he have a oh, good man. skill set? Is he fun to watch and all that stuff? Did he hit that shot we were just talking about? Sure. But I mean, he's maybe the... 10th, 11th best point guard in the game right now? I mean, if there's a, he ain't Jalen Brunson even right now, if, if I'm being honest with myself. And certainly doesn't have the leadership skills. Certainly doesn't make teams better or fan bases like him the way that a lot of guys do. So I am so far out on Kyrie Irving. Our producer Dylan was saying he should play for the Shanghai Shark next year. That'd be a perfect landing spot for that guy. That, that would be solid. That would be solid. It's just, it's unfortunate, Sean. I mean, we see this in sports, man. Guys that really are just such a headache but are so talented like teams will just be willing to give him chances and be like he's the worst we'll be the, he's the we'll worst be the Kyrie's the worst Kyrie's the biggest worst, headache in professional sports worse than Antonio Brown Ooh. Ooh. that was the other one that came to mind I I would still put Kyrie but I mean dude AB a- was I mean the guy took off his clothes like in the middle of the game <laughs> yeah I mean, if Kyrie was a football player, I could see him doing the same thing. They're the same guy, essentially. I bet they hang out, too. I bet they're friends outside, and, like, they're sitting. I bet they're doing what tools do. I bet they got bottle service. I bet they're sitting over by themselves, way overpaying, dressed to the nines, like both those guys. If you're a franchise, it's not that they aren't good players individually, but do either one of those guys make your team better? Do they make your young players any better? Absolutely not. Both completely me, guys. I would run so far and so fast from both of them. I, I completely agree. And, and I commended Mark Cuban at the time for going for it and trying to get Luka a second guy, but, man, did they screw up letting Jalen Brunson walk. I mean, that was the guy. You, ha- you had the guy, and, and you, you let him walk. And how long did it take for Kyrie to kill the Mavericks? Five minutes? What do you play there? A dozen games? They were a team that was the four seed, and then they didn't even make the playing game after they got Kyrie Irving. Like, for any team that actually wants to, you know, make themselves better at basketball, and you also sign Kyrie Irving, I don't feel bad for you. Oh, man. It's just, if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you got to be kicking yourself. I mean, Brunson is, he's the guy. You had him. You were winning games with him. You made the Western Conference Finals. Remember, Luka was out those first couple games against Utah, and Brunson kept him afloat. Oh, just and, and now Perfect you went fit. from Kyrie. It's a complete mess. Now Dallas is one of the worst situations in the league, and and there Luca wants out. Kyrie's probably gone. Just an absolute mess. Jeremy Kahn's got some great thoughts on the Orioles and the Ravens. 